Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. Good morning. Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. This morning we have with us is Scott, our host, but he's on the road. So we've got Amy here leading the show and Meredith Swindle, a semi-finalist athlete as part of our semi-finalist series. Welcome, Meredith. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you, I know that when Scott talked to you before, I got to hear your story and that you were quite the softball stud um, mm-hmm. and still hold the All-American record at your school. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, and so you started CrossFit like as part of, in college, like weren't you um, as part of your training kind of sneaking out during, um, with some of your training, adding that in as well? Yes, I was. Um, once I started CrossFit, I kind of got addicted to it and couldn't stop. <laughs> Probably like everyone else. So the first Open you ever did was in 2015, right? Yes, um, but I managed to find my way out of the country for the fourth workout. So I really didn't get the whole deal. I remember I did the first three workouts, missed the fourth one, and then did the fifth one Um I was actually playing softball in Italy, so I did the fifth one in Italy, um, and I'll never forget how painful it was. <laughs> Missed that, yeah. So, which this was which the- workout was that? Was the one that they just did in the age group, right? Yeah, the thruster row workout. Wow. Yeah. I, I redid that. that as a bike workout this week because that's what oh. I had in the garage, and that was even worse. I bet don't, all don't leg. Try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you really missed anything. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but no. <laughs> um, but this was your first year in the top 100 in the world. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Thanks. Um, um, yeah. I'm excited about it. It's just, it's never enough as a competitor, you know, but yeah. it's been a, it's been a fun year for sure. And um, it's just always fun to watch progress. That's what it boils down to. And last year you were so close, so close to, to getting uh, your ticket. So tell me, what did you change in the off season? Yeah. Um, that? It was cool because it was the same thing last year. I saw a lot of fast progress. And so I, it was easier to kind of boil down the things that needed to get better. And so I just really honed in on those. Um, I ran a half marathon in the fall. Because um, with my softball background, we, you know, ran to first and that was about it. Yeah. So uh, running and me um, for a long time didn't get along. I'm starting to enjoy it, which is I never thought I would say. Right. Uh, so I trained for that. And then I just spent a lot of time on my hands. Again, back to the softball stuff. We do a lot of forward motion with the shoulders. And so that mobility is really lacking coming out of playing ball just being able to get upside down in a comfortable position. So I've just been doing a lot of just trying to get my shoulders back in the right position to help me be able to be upside down in a good place where I can actually 
perform handstand push-ups, handstand walk, and all that stuff. I have a, I have a quick question, Meredith. Yeah. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be at the syndicate last year and watch you perform. Mm-hmm. People don't know, like you are really fit. <laughs> that was a, that was a stacked, stacked semifinal. And yeah. you were like a Nat's eyelash away from last chance qualifier. And you were competing with the best of the best. You also told me last year, you hate to lose. You hate <laughs> to lose so much. You taught yourself how to pitch so that your team would have a better shot to play softball in softball. That's right. So coming that close, what was the psyche like right after the semis last year? Oh, it was, it was tough because I could see all the, the places that had held me back and it was, you know, a little thing here and there. It wasn't like this big, huge, Oh, you're not thin enough. It was, Oh, if you had pushed and hit five more wall balls here, or if you had hit the lift that, you know, you're capable of hitting, you know, adding those things up, it was tough. And I was like, golly, like, my fitness is so close to being where I want it to be. So now it's just honing in. And a lot of it too was um, making some mental adjustments. And like you said, I hate to lose. So I'll put a lot of pressure on myself, which I'm sure most athletes do. And just kind of figuring out how to channel that pressure into something that helps me perform as opposed to, you know, just suffocating me. Yeah. That to be your MO that, you're going to channel whatever that energy is into a way to make it so you're not going to lose. That's right. Um, That's a good way to put it. I like it. And so you did that in softball. You're doing it now in CrossFit. You've played team sports for so long in your life. I, I get the feeling that online competition is not your favorite. (laughs) How can you tell? (laughs) So how stoked are you to go, head to head in six weeks or whatever it is, seven weeks now um, and take on the best of the best again. Yeah. It's what I've waited for all year. You know, the online stuff is just to get to this point. So I get, I feel like I get rewarded of enduring the monotony of the online competition to be able to go and be in person. That's what I enjoy. And that's what I've done my whole life is perform in front of people, especially as a pitcher. Um, so I'm super excited. Can't wait. Yeah, that is a, that's a really good perspective to think of it as being on the competition floor is similar to being, you know, the focus of attention on, on a softball field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. As a pitcher, yes, we're, it's a team sport, but when you lose, it's the pitcher's fault. And when you win, it's the pitcher's fault. And so that, that is familiar to me. It doesn't feel you know, different, even though I was on a team sport or playing a team sport. So as a competitive athlete who's been in the field for a, a while, you know, from doing the Open from 2015, how do you feel about now these kind of two online stages? Meaning we had, it used to be five weeks and now it's three weeks. Like, mm-hmm. is that just kind of like, okay, I just got to do this to get through that and then I move on? Or do, did you like it when it was five weeks and then the other format? Yeah, no, I like the new format a lot more, Um, especially with the weekend intensive of the quarterfinals, because I feel like you can't out strategize your fitness back when the open was, you know, five weeks long and you had all weekend to figure out the best way to do the workout. I feel like, 
you know, you could strategize it a hundred different ways, practice the workout as many times as you want and maybe get a better score than somebody else who didn't have the time or capability of doing that with just a concentrated weekend. It's like, okay, I've just got to be fit enough to get through. And then also I feel, I felt like when the open was five weeks, you almost lost fitness as it wore on because you were just so focused on those workouts for three or four days. So by the end of the five weeks, I felt like you weren't as fit as when you started. So I think it's, I like it better. Obviously I wish in a perfect world we can be in person all the time. But um, yeah, I like this. I think it's better. So how about, what did you think of this year's quarterfinal workouts compared to last year? There was a, uh, this, I feel like it really stepped up this year, but I'm curious what you think. Yeah. The higher, like the, the higher skill stuff, I like anything higher skill and heavyweight. So I will not complain at all. Of course, being a stronger athlete, I miss there being a, a max lift. But fingers crossed, that means there'll, there'll be a good one at semifinals. Um, but the the different uh, movements threw me for a loop. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, the when I the workouts were released, I was like ready to tackle them and take them on. Mm-hmm. And there, was, there wasn't one workout where I just felt like obliterated fitness-wise. It was like, okay, my forearms blew up in that workout or my shoulders blew up in that workout. It was all about strategizing the muscle fatigue as opposed to just selling your soul. And so I I really like the age group qualifier workouts. Those looked super fun. It was like, you know, they had that thruster um, rowing workout where you could just go as hard as you could and die. Those are the type of workouts that I like. (laughs) Yeah. I just completed them last weekend, but I will tell you, I've never been so sore from the walking lunges as I mean, lunges are just so effective. I, I'm reminded of that every time, but add some weight. Right. I was feeling right. Yeah. I always make the joke that it doesn't matter if you did five or 50 lunges, you're going to be sore. Totally. They always, always get you. And so you said, though, you've been practicing on time on your hands. And so the first quarter final workout was a pretty good test to be able to start with walking on your hands. Yes. That was the nine front squats, the heavy, starting mm-hmm. off heavy. Handstand mm-hmm. walks, front squats, ring muscle ups, the uh, lighter front squats, and then the chest to wall. Mm-hmm. So, yes. how did those skills go? Um, well, the first, so I had to do it twice. Okay. The first time I destroyed the beginning part, I was really proud of how I was able to handstand walk and knock out ring muscle ups to um, my capability. And I got to the wall like a little after six minutes. And didn't finish the wall facing handstand push-ups. Okay. And I was honestly shocked because I I had been working on the wall facing handstand push-ups. When they released those at the games, I couldn't do one. Mm-hmm. No, I could not do one wall facing handstand push-up without an ab mat. So I've been working on them all year, and that's props to proven. They program them a lot for us. So it wasn't that I wasn't prepared. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of take a step back, and the next day I broke it up and got to the wall a minute later and like finished like almost five minutes faster. Is that not crazy? That is. It was so crazy. And honestly, like I was just shocked myself because it just really boiled down to managing the muscle fatigue in the triceps for me. And so like holding the front rack on the front squats while it was a lightweight, it was still time under tension. Yeah. I had to kind of alleviate that time under tension to uh, be able to, 
save my triceps for the wall facing handstand pushups. And that's the thing with muscle fatigue is that what, I mean, there's nothing you can do other than rest. Right. Like Exactly. Exactly. And having a wall walk up to it, I, you know, in my mind, when I think of a CrossFit workout with handstand pushups, I kick up to the wall, I do as many and then back down and back up and back up down. Yeah. But with the wall facing, you have to just kind of, like you said, sit there and rest. And I didn't do that the first time. I think I ended up doing like 15 or 16 wall walks. So it was just wow. preventing that so that I could do bigger sets. And and that's a lot of time. Back. A wall walk takes a lot of time. Exactly. Exactly. So just figuring out my body and a better strategy on that workout helped tremendously. So that's one of those cases where like the online is going to be very different than a semifinal because you get one shot at semis. Yes. And, and your strategy has to be on point in that first opportunity. Yes. You could cost yourself a ticket. Yes. So, but we get the workouts early this year. That is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a benefit. So you, you mentioned that you're with Proven. Yes. Um, are you going to do any camps with them between now and semis? Um, yeah. So I, I have an open invitation to go train with them whenever I get the opportunity, which is awesome and, and really uh, gracious of them. And I went up, uh, I think, the week before the open or two weeks before the open. And I plan on going again in May, the first weekend in May, before I head out to Pasadena. So, but I have an open line of communication with them whenever I need them. So that's always awesome. Do you have a specific coach there or is just general, you get out, you get, you get them all. Right. I kind of get them all. So when I'm up there, there's a lot of like one-on-one with Shane. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I'm here, I can kind of talk. Will Kearney is one of them that I talk to and uh, Nick Johnston. I talk to both of them about, you know, different things about different workouts and stuff. Um, but my real, like my coach, my hands-on coach is my brother. And I think maybe I've probably mentioned that to you before. He owns an affiliate, doesn't he? Yeah, he okay. does. He owns the affiliate here. He actually has a few gyms around here um, in Mississippi. But he's the one who kind of knows me the best. And I would call him more my life coach than anything because he he's just like me. Um, and so we kind of have like a mental connection. And he knows what I'm thinking before I do. He can kind of talk me down when I'm getting upset or whatever it is. It's funny you say that because we just did a, a conversation with a master's athlete a couple nights ago and his wife is his coach. And there are moments like she knows him as well as he probably better than he knows himself. Yes. And I think he admitted that on air. And mm-hmm. there are times where his belief wanes in a workout and he'll look at her and she, all she has to say is, you, I believe you can do this. Mm. All of a sudden his belief comes back. Do you have that with that kind of a relationship with your brother? Yes. In fact, I called him yesterday because I was having a meltdown of, you know, just uh, trying to get a million times better in these next two months, putting a lot of pressure on myself, um, feeling like I need to do all the things, you know, but my body gets tired, obviously. And he's always really good about calming me down and, you know, reminding me where I'm at. Um, after the first open workout, I got really upset, even though it was my best open finish ever because I failed a muscle up. I didn't feel like I went as hard on the row at the end that I could have. And he just was like, 
Meredith, you're top 100 in the world. Yeah. You awesome. took 57th on that. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, you kind of, you know, rein it back and be happy. And so um, just those little reminders, having people like that in your life, I think makes it as special as it is instead of just constantly staying in your own head and putting pressure on yourself, you know? Yeah. You have to have those people around you that believe in you when you don't believe in yourself in that moment. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So going back to thinking about the um, quarterfinal workouts, talk to me about um, the crossovers. Had you been practicing that since the, um, the open or no. sorry, since the games? Yeah, no. Okay. Um, we, when I went up to um, Nashville and trained with the Proven People, they had been programming double under crossovers. Right. So we've been practicing those. And I had been doing a few single crossovers to practice that. But I had been using like my RPM rope, you know, with the knurling on it. And um, so when that came out, I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Like, I got to practice this. So I figured them out. And then... I got into the workout and of course, as I got tired, I tripped so much and like the 50 pound dumbbell is nothing for me because we do a lot of dumbbell work, especially with the 70. So I got incredibly frustrated with that workout just because I was standing there looking at my jump rope, you know? Um, But since then I got a better jump rope, figured out how to do it, watched some videos. And that, I think that's my biggest takeaway from quarterfinals as a whole is when there's a new movement, do as much research as you can on it as possible. Yeah. Don't just try to depend on your fitness level to get you through because the more, you know, the more prepared you are, you know? Yeah. Cause you're going to get tired. And when you get tired, you can't really keep your technique as clean. So. Yeah. And you're not thinking very logically typically when you're, when you're yeah. tired, right? Yes. The <laughs> oxygen's out of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so then you go into the burpee box jump one and the clean and jerks with increasing clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. You seem to, you know, feel pretty strong with, with the, was 185? Yeah. 185. Okay. Mm-hmm. 185 clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. So but was, did, was that a lightweight for you or? Yeah. And I took mm-hmm. that one really conservative. I have regrets there, but the coolest thing about that workout is my sister actually made quarterfinals for the first time. And that was the first workout she and I got to do together. Oh, cool. And so it was just special because I was in the front of the gym. She was in the back of the gym and her max was 165. And she hit 185 when I was in the middle of like one of my clean jerks. I, I'd gotten a clean. Yeah. And then all the people in our gym just erupted. And I was like almost startled because it got so loud in there. But it was because she'd hit the 185. And I think she ended up hitting it like three times, which I was so proud of her. Yes. So she PR'd and then hit it several more times. Yes. yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So she, and she also handstand walked 25 feet for the first time in quarterfinals. You know, it was just like watching her do it. It, it took a, it took a lot of the pressure off of like reminding me of why I do this, you know, just watching that progress is really cool to see. Um, So, but yeah, I love that workout. I think it was, it was fun. I just took it conservative because I had to repeat the first workout. Yeah. And then the, then I was just afraid to not make semifinals. So I was being too conservative as opposed to, you know, getting back into attack mode. Mm-hmm. So again, another lesson to learn. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Hold on, Scott, you saying something? 
Uh, try to mute, but it would not unmute for some. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Are you more? How do I? So, are you more nervous before the workout starts, or are you more beating yourself up after the workout's over by over analysis? Oh gosh, or both? Both. <laughs> <laughs> both. Um, because I want to learn from every workout, and so. I always want to look back and see, you know, where I could have done better. Um, and like, that was a good conversation my brother and I had is, you know, he's really good at that analysis too. And it's just timing that up to where I'm not just beating myself up and then trying to go into another workout and be an attack. Um, but as a competitor, I think I'll always look at how I can do better, but there's definitely nerves before the workouts too. It's that fine line of, of that you need to analyze and you need the data points, right? Yes. You need to know where to get better. What, but there's got to be a point where you just push it aside, and it is just that that it was data that you received, and you're just moving forward. Yes, absolutely. You know, it goes back to my softball career, and I've laughed and laughed about this with my dad because he was my hitting coach. And I'll never forget, I was a senior in high school and I got an SOS text message from him when I was in class in high school. And so I, I excuse myself and go to the bathroom and call him. And he's like, hey, I figured out what you did on that, that one hit that you didn't get last night in the game. And I was like, what do you mean? I went three for four. And he was like, yeah, but that one that you didn't get a hit on, I know what you did wrong. And so I always laugh. I'm like, what, three for four wasn't good enough, dad? And now he's like you know, top 100 in the world isn't good enough. And I'm like, you're the one who made me this way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. So what did you think of workout number four with the, the row and GHD and the row and V-ups? I've never seen like V-ups in that type of uh, competition workout. So what, what was that like? Yeah, that was weird. I rode faster than I thought that I could, I guess, because there's enough rest from the GHD and the V-ups and mm -hmm. the, the, it was just like, it just hurt, but it wasn't that you couldn't do it anymore, but I wasn't super comfortable with the V up standard. So I just kind of went a little slow there to make sure I didn't get any, you know, reps. So I was, and that was my biggest goal out of all quarterfinals. I just didn't want to get a penalty. Yeah. Um, so we achieved that goal, which I'm thankful for. Um, but I did like no rep my, or my brother, no rep me a couple times on the V ups just cause it was such a, a movement that you don't even think about a standard on when you practice it right in your gym you know like usually it's an accessory work or right. a modification to something or yeah right right and shout out proven again we do them all the time so it wasn't that i wasn't prepared it was just having to focus on everything coming up at the right time and hitting in the right place and all that kind of thing yeah i heard that a lot too with just thinking about the standards with the um handstand push-ups that a lot of people found that standard tricky with the um, 10 inches. How close it was to the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll always not like the standard on the handstand pushups because I got long arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Let's go wider, please. Yeah. Um, but then we go to workout number five, which you crushed uh, and you ended that in 46th place, taking 46th place for that. The deadlift, chest to bar, deadlift, bar muscle ups, deadlifts and rope. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing those are wheelhouse moves for you. Yeah. And that was, um, I just felt like myself again, you know, it was like, okay, we're at the end of the, the weekend. 
we're in a comfortable position. Let's just let it rip and um, go for it. So I felt a lot better in attack mode and I strategized it really well. I broke it up a lot more than I wanted to. Um, and so I think that enabled me to kind of hit the rope climbs really hard at the end. Mm -hmm. But again, I got long arms, so I can kind of pull myself up there and just reach and hit that tape. So I always like a good rope climb and deadlifts, all the pulling. I bet you're a two pull per per rope climb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say things got a little dicey there. The last couple, they were pretty slow. And I think I might have had to get like a tiny little half pull at the end. But yeah, I try to do a two pull every time. Yeah. I figured because you're a little bit taller than most athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can see those being a wheelhouse for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I've had to do a lot of work on like the bar muscle ups and um, just that capacity, like grip mm -hmm. capacity, because I am taller and bigger. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being able to hang in there and then give myself enough time to knock out the, the stuff I'm good at. Yeah. I have one question about things that we've just talked about, and that is you've brought up your sister, you've brought mm -hmm. up your mother, you've brought up your father. <laughs> yeah. To have Sorry. such a, a close-knit family. Mm -hmm. How important is that to you? And how many of your family are coming to Pasadena? <laughs> oh, it's everything. Um, my family is the world to me, and they make it, you know, worth it to me. Um, they're... There's, I have three siblings, so there's a bunch of us and all of us are married except for my younger sister. So we've added some on to the family too, and they're, we're all just as close. So I've been really thankful and lucky that I have good sisters-in-law and my brother is close with my brother, my husband. So, um, but everyone is coming except for one sister-in-law and my youngest sister is not going to make it but everybody else will be there. So maybe we'll get a chance to meet them all. And your youngest sister is the one who made quarters. Yes. Ah! Yep. Uh -huh. So she doesn't get a, get a taste of what semis would look like. <laughs> she, I want to say she came last year or I know she went to one of them up there in Tennessee, but yeah, she's, um, she's getting into her career right now. So she's just um, the tickets to California from Mississippi yeah. are not the cheapest, especially for that weekend. So yeah, I feel I, for her and I, I don't blame her. Last night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It was like, gosh, didn't they have to plan it? Couldn't they have planned it around the holiday weekend? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Memorial Day weekend really makes the flights not cheap. Yes. Especially yeah. for Los Angeles. Oh. Or I don't know where, if y'all are flying into Burbank, but same thing. Yeah, Burbank's worse. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So, um, so the family's coming. How how loud is the cheering section going to be? <laughs> I hope I hope it's very loud. Although I won't I won't be able to tell you because I don't hear anything when I'm on the floor, except for I can always hear my brother's voice over anyone. I, I'll hear that, but hopefully it's super loud. They're they're awesome at being supportive. If if you ever get on my Instagram and watch some of the videos, you'll see all the people in there cheering. It's really sweet. And it, it makes it worth it. You know, if my family wasn't there to support me, I wouldn't do it. How, and I'm assuming your brother has the coach's pass. Yes. He does. <laughs> yeah. 
poor my husband. He would love to have it, but <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> so I, the cool thing about proven is they're at all this, they're going to be at all the semis, right? All the coaches, they're all there as a resource for you over the weekend. So actually you're going to be supported probably more than you have been at any other competition. Yes. Because they'll all be there. Um, and last year I got the privilege of standing beside Tia at the Mac and she jumped in on the coaching uh, <laughs> with everybody else. So um, how excited are you for that aspect? Yeah. I mean, the more help, the better, you know what I mean? Um, it's just to, to be a part of the proven community is, is something that I really appreciate. And I'm glad that um, they let me hop on in. Yeah. When you go up to Tennessee or yeah, Tennessee, mm -hmm. uh, what's it like there when you're training with these, these, what, what are considered legends in the sport? Yeah. Multiple, multiple time games competitors. Right. What, to throw down for a weekend with them oh it's exhausting you know because <laughs> you feel like you have to be uh your best self all weekend long but honestly like once once the training day starts it feels like any other training day because uh they're just kind of doing the same thing you're doing they're hurting too and they're tired too and they're complaining about the same things you're complaining about and um so once it gets going it's it's fun and you just feel like you're part of the group, but it, it is tiring just because, you know, you want to put your best foot forward when you're in that kind of environment, which is why I think, you know, they are able to produce such great athletes. Everybody's pushing each other. My last question, and I'll let Amy wrap it up. It, um, with that, you know, training camps are kind of all the rage now, right? People mm -hmm. are training camps. You do it remotely. So you're working out, by yourself or with some training partners and you're in Texas, right? Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Um, and could you, could you and your body handle the day to day of training against other elite athletes, or do you find it better to be kind of on your own doing that at your own pace in your own lane? Yeah, that's a good question. I would like to say that it would be able to handle that because I don't want to ever think of my body as not being able to handle anything. I like but, that <laughs> <laughs> but I know, you know, for some people, it wouldn't be that way. You know, I think I can, I like to think that I can train on my own and get better and I can train there and get better. And, but when I am training alone, I try to picture myself there. If that helps to answer mm -hmm. your question. Because like you said, I like to perform. I like to be in front of people. So if I can picture myself with other people competing against them, it pushes me. So I'm not losing, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, then you're winning all those competitions, right? Yes, always. 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 <laughs> Even yeah. if yeah. I fail a rep, I'm still winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious what kind of like recovery tools do you use in order to, you know, keep your body healthy and keep, keep it prepared um, during your training season? Yeah. So uh, we have a sauna in our gym and I do that every day. Um, when I go, I swim on Thursdays, I'll do the hot and cold mm -hmm. contrast stuff. Um, I've been working with NG Nutra and I started trying their MR46 and I really like that a lot. It's helped me keep a lot of inflammation out of like just those little aches and pains. 
in my body. Two thousand what? I'm sorry. The T two thousand what? No, <laughs> I know, right? It's called MR forty six. And can you, can you convert that to layman's terms? Okay, so it's just a bunch of like vitamins. It's got like collagen in it, you know, aminos, that kind of stuff. And it's just a powder you drop into your shaker bottle and drink. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I have noticed a difference from, since taking it. I like it a lot. And then eating as much as I can and sleeping the best that I can. You know, I don't know if I talked about this last time with you, but I got a chili pad that I sleep on every night. That is life changing. If you struggle with sleep, I always highly recommend that. Um, and then, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I got three little Boston Terriers that don't help with the with their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then saying no to doing things that I'd like to say yes to a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the gist of recovery. And I know like when you're, you're a competitive athlete and, and competing at this high of a level that you don't have as much balance in your life as you might typically like, but what, what do you do? That's not CrossFit. What do you do? That's <laughs> not CrossFit outside of, of your training. Yeah. yeah. So I am actually going to a Taylor Swift concert next week. Okay, girl. So yeah. that, is, <laughs> that is like the one thing in my life that I would love to do outside of going to the game. So I had to kind of weigh it and I, I'm going with my mom. It's um, something we're super, super excited about, but just on a weekly basis, um, I have two little nieces. Mm -hmm. I love to get outside and play with them. Um, I, I really spend a lot of time with them, especially in my off season. I, I always like to go over on a Saturday night, take them my leftover crumble cookies and let them eat them so that I don't. <laughs> I'm sure they love that benefit. <laughs> yes. So I have them, them too. And we just added a nephew and then my brother, who's a coach, his wife is pregnant with twins. So I'll have lots of nieces and nephews to play with in the and, next couple of years and stuff. And Saxon should be able to give some tips on, on how to handle that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I have to tell you from personal experience, Taylor Swift is awesome in concert. Oh, yeah. yeah you went and yes. saw her? Oh, my gosh. That's I, awesome. My daughter, gosh, it's been like five years now. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was the Red Tour because I went. I took yeah. my daughter too. But Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Show blew me away. Yeah. I, I didn't go in. really as tall. As I left the Swifty. <laughs> the Swifty. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait. I've been seeing like she plays for over three hours and it's all of our favorite songs. And I mean, since I was a little girl, I've been riding around the car listening to this with, with my mom. So we're excited. That's so cool. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to share with us about your training season. Um, I'm wishing you the best of luck. Thank you. Semi so that you punch that ticket and so that we can watch you in Wisconsin. I appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, good luck, Meredith. And I'll see you in Pasadena. Sounds good. Bye, Bye. you guys. Bye.